welcome back to another episode of Teens Planning. Technically, this episode was supposed to come out a week or two later, but um, due to the recent situation, we realized that there are some important and grave issues at hand to talk about. So, we'll be addressing them in this episode. Let's get started. So, before we start off, we would just like to give the disclaimer. In this episode, Anushka and I, we talk about depression, self-harm and suicide. If you're currently struggling with something, please know that you are not alone and help is out there. We'll be linking the, the suicide prevention hotline in the podcast description below. So please, if you're struggling with something, please reach out. You matter. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what depression exactly is the types of depressive disorders and the common misconceptions. Depression, or I quote, the great drizzle of horror, as the author William Styron said, aptly remarks the solemnity of the condition. So with that quote, I would like to start off by explaining what depression exactly is. So what is depression? Depression is classified as a mood disorder. It may be described as feelings of sadness, loss or anger that interfere with a person's daily activities. So people experience depression in different ways. It may interfere with your daily work, school, resulting in lost time and lower productivity. It can also influence relationships and some chronic health conditions. Now the conditions that can get worse due to depression include arthritis, asthma, cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, and obesity. These are just a few to name. It's normal to realize that feeling down at times is a normal part of life. Sad and upsetting events happen to everyone. But if you're feeling down or hopeless on a regular basis, you could be dealing with depression. Depression is considered a serious medical condition that can get worse without proper treatment. Those who seek treatment often see improvements in symptoms in just a few weeks. Among the various types of depression, today we are going to talk about six of them. So the first type is referred to as major depression or major depressive disorder. It's also called classic depression. The symptoms of this are experienced every day. You might have a very loving family, friends, no financial stress, but still you realize that you aren't truly happy. The thing is, it has little to do with what's happening around you. If there's no apparent reason for your depression, it doesn't mean that what you're feeling is not valid. Some signs of this depressive disorder include difficulty sleeping or sleeping too much, loss of appetite or overeating, loss of interest in formerly pleasurable activities, feelings of worthlessness, hopelessness, constant worry and anxiety, and lack of concentration, memory problems, and inability to make decisions. The second type, persistent depressive disorder, also called dysthymia, is a continuous long-term chronic form of depression. You may lose interest in normal daily activities, feel hopeless, lack productivity, and have a low self-esteem and overall feeling of inadequacy. These symptoms overlap with that of major depressive disorder, but the only difference over here is that while major depressive disorder may last for a few weeks or months, persistent depressive disorder, the PDD, 
these feelings last for years and may significantly interfere with your relationships school work and daily activities if you have pdd you may find it hard to be upbeat upbeat even on happy occasions you may be described as having a very gloomy personality constantly complaining or incapable of having fun though persistent depressive disorder is not as severe as major depression your current depressed mood may be mild moderate or severe because of the chronic nature of persistent depressive disorder coping with depression symptoms can be challenging the third type is also referred to as uh, depressive psychosis people with this type of depressive disorder tend to lose touch with reality hallucinating as well as having delusions it's also called psychotic depression a delusion is a very strong belief but one that doesn't make sense however to a person having psychosis they are very true symptoms of these impact an individual in the form of slowed physical movements or the way they respond to the environment the fourth type of depressive disorder is the bipolar disorder formerly called manic depression is a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings that include emotional highs mania or hypomania and lows depression when you become depressed you may feel sad or hopeless and lose interest or pleasure in most activities when your mood shifts to mania or hypomania you you may feel euphoric full of energy and unusually irritable these mood swings can affect sleep energy activity judgment behavior and the ability to think clearly you feel that you're getting way ahead of yourself you start fumbling a lot and you start stammering a lot these are all the symptoms of bipolar disorder episodes of mood swings may occur rarely or multiple times a year while most people will experience some emotional symptoms between episodes some may not experience any all the bipolar disorder is a lifelong condition you can manage your mood swings and other symptoms by following a treatment plan in most cases bipolar disorder is treated with medications and psychological counseling there are several types of bipolar and related disorders they may include mania or hypomania and depression symptoms can cause unpredictable unpredictable changes in mood and behavior resulting in significant distress and difficulty in life now there are many types of bipolar related disorders right so the first one is bipolar 1 disorder in this in this type the person who usually suffers from it has had at least one manic episode that may be preceded or followed by a hypomanic or major depressive episodes in some cases mania may trigger a break from reality or psychosis bipolar type 2 disorder you had at least one major depressive episode and at least one hypomanic episode but you've never had a manic episode In the psychothymic disorder you've had at least 2 years or 1 year in children and teenagers of many periods of hypomania symptoms and periods of depressive symptoms though less severe than major depression the other types include bipolar and related disorders induced by certain drugs or alcohol or due to a medical condition such as cushing's disease multiple sclerosis or stroke
Bipolar 2 disorder is not a milder form of bipolar 1 disorder but a separate diagnosis. While the manic episodes of bipolar 1 disorder can be severe and dangerous, individuals with bipolar 2 disorder can be depressed for longer periods which can cause significant impairment. Although bipolar disorder can occur at any age, it is typically diagnosed in the teenage years or the early 20s. Symptoms can vary from person to person and symptoms may vary over time. Symptoms of mania and hypomania are two distinct types of episode, but they have the same symptoms. Mania is more severe than hypomania and causes more noticeable problems at work, school and social activities as well as relationship difficulties. Mania may also trigger a break from reality and require hospitalization. Both a manic and hypomanic episode include three or more of these symptoms. Abnormally upbeat, jumpy or wired, increased activity, energy or agitation, exaggerated sense of well-being and self-confidence or euphoria, decreased need for sleep, unusual talkativeness, racing thoughts, distractibility, poor decision-making. Major depressive episode. These include symptoms that are severe enough to cause noticeable difficulty in daily activities. An episode includes five or more of the following symptoms. Depressed mood, such as feeling sad, empty, hopeless or tearful. In children and teens, depressed mood can appear in irritability. Marked loss of interest or feeling no pleasure at all in daily activities. Significant weight loss when not dieting, weight gain or decrease or increase in appetite in children, failure to gain weight as expected can be a sign of depression. Either insomnia or sleeping too much, either restlessness or slow behavior, fatigue or loss of energy, feelings of worthlessness or excessive or inappropriate guilt, decreased ability to think or concentrate or indecisiveness, thinking about planning or attempting suicide if you're someone if you're like some people with bipolar disorder you may enjoy the feelings of euphoria and cycles of being more productive however this euphoria is always followed by an emotional crash that can leave you depressed worn out and perhaps in legal financial or relationship trouble if you have any symptoms of depression or mania see a doctor or mental health professional we will be putting down the link in our description in the episode description down below please do check it out bipolar disorder doesn't get better on a own. getting treatment from a mental health professional with experience in bipolar disorder can help you get your symptoms under control uh, the fifth type is called atypical depression atypical depression temporarily goes away in response to positive events it is also referred to as major depressive disorder with atypical features Despite its name, atypical depression isn't unusual or rare. It also doesn't mean that it's more or less serious than other types of depression. Having atypical depression can be particularly challenging because you may not always seem depressed to others or yourself. But it can also happen during an episode of major depression. It can occur with persistent depression as well. Some symptoms of atypical depression include Disordered eating, poor body image, increased appetite and weight gain, feelings of rejection and sensitivity to criticism, insomnia, heaviness in 
in your arms or legs that lasts an hour or more a day, keeping much more than usual, and assorted aches and pains. The sixth type of depressive disorder, and the final one, what we're going to talk about in this episode, is the seasonal affective disorder. This is a form of depression, also known as SAD, seasonal depression or winter depression. People with SAD experience mood changes and symptoms similar to depression. The symptoms usually occur during the fall and winter months when there is less sunlight and usually improve with the arrival of spring. SAD is more than just winter blues. The symptoms can be distressing and overwhelming and can interfere with daily functioning. However, it can be treated. SAD has been linked to biochemical imbalance in the brain prompted by shorter daylight hours and less sunlight in winter. As seasons change, as seasons change, people experience a shift in their biological internal clock or circadian rhythm that can cause them to be out of step with their daily schedule. SAD is more common in people living far from the equator where there are few daylight hours in the winter. Common symptoms of SAD include fatigue even with too much sleep and weight gain associated with overeating and carbohydrate cravings. SAD symptoms can vary from mild to severe and can include many symptoms similar to major depression such as feeling of sadness and depressed mood, marked loss of interest or pleasure in activities once enjoyed, changes in the appetite, changes in the sleep schedule, loss of energy, increased fatigue, increase in restless activity, feeling worthless or guilty, trouble in concentrating and thoughts of death or suicide or attempts at suicide. SAD can be effectively treated in a number of ways which include light therapy, antidepressant medications, top therapy or a combination of these. While symptoms will generally improve on their own with the change of season, symptoms can improve more quickly with treatment. Knowing the graveness of the condition and how it affects the normal lifestyle of a healthy individual, depressive disorders are still spoken about disparagingly in the society and the stigmatized talks surrounding it seem to be never-ending. Yes, Anushka, I completely agree. We often see around us that whenever someone popular loses their life over a mental illness, suddenly everybody around us on all social media platform, platforms seem to care about us by send, by you know posting stories saying you can always talk to me whenever you want. But you know if we actually we look at the other side of the situation, sure I get it, they want to help and all of that but if I am the one who is feeling really sad sad, and I do not have anyone to talk about why would I open up to a stranger like opening up to a stranger honestly would be the last thing I would want to do see I get it seeking therapy my therapist is also a stranger but this is over the internet right someone who is not a mental health professional someone who has no experience in all of this sure they might have gone through similar things but I cannot but they cannot advise me to how to deal with it, right? They can sure give me positive vibes and they, they can listen to it. But what I have noticed is that whenever someone popular loses his life over a mental illness, everybody starts flooding their social media saying that we are there for you, hashtag mental health awareness. But two days later, for nobody cares about what's going on because see, this conversation with the death of a recent, with the recent death of a superstar, are we allowed to say his name? 
I think it's better not to. Actor, just say. Yeah, this okay. this actor recently lost his life over a mental illness, and like I bet in the next two days nobody would even care. And even in the past, when people have lost their lives, the this conversation fizzles out like the black squares what we posted here in India. I did not post the black squares. I actually like. I did the actual stuff. We did the actual stuff. We we read through resources. We did our research. We were educating. We were becoming more aware. We were empathizing more often. But over here, what we see is soul hypocrisy. By that, what I mean, man, let them. You have story dialed. Feel free to talk to me whenever you want. DMs are always open. Hashtag mental health. Hashtag blah 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 blah. मान लेते कोई तुझसे आके बात करता है empathetic towards others is like always trying to help others no we grew up and over the years we've learned i am not saying i have heard every single person who texted me saying i'm having a bad day no in the past i've been like no bro you're attached to thinking i have done that too but what matters now is it i am aware of my actions i am more considerate and that is what growth is whereas hypocrisy see growth is it's internal that i have accepted I am embracing the change, but hypocrisy is that I am thinking a negative thing, but I'm saying sweet words. By that I mean I don't really care about you. Do what you want, but I am going to pretend that I care about you. This is so toxic. I cannot even stop referencing the first episode, but but this is what is that? See this. This misconceptions and hypocrisy actually fuels the stigma around depression or any other mental disorder. Like you're not supposed to do all of that. And one point I wanted to add was it may sound really stupid, but I don't really know who considered attention seeking as a bad term because mental health is equally important as if as a physical health, and they deserve attention. So it seeks attention. I don't get it. मतलब कौन से रूल बुक में लिखा है कि बीइंग अटेंशन सीकिंग इज बैड आई एम गोइंग थ्रू अ बैड थिंग आई एम नॉट एबल टू हैंडल इट वेल माय सेल्फ आई वांट टू आई डोंट रियली गेट पीपल नीड टू सेट दिस स्टिग्मेटाइजिंग दिस वर्ड अटेंशन सीकिंग मैन व्हाट इज दिस आई मीन या यू नो लाइक वी हैव ऑलवेज हैव पीपल से दिस कि यू नो डिप्रेस्ड मैन योर माइंड इज जस्ट मेकिंग ऑल ऑफ दिस अप Actually, undergoing the pain and trying to fight against it. 
just because you are going through it does not mean you can negate or nullify what the other person is feeling yes anushka i completely agree with that i would now like to talk about healthy coping mechanisms what we can do instead of course we all need to help each other out especially given the pandemic going on and with that we the one thing which is missing over here that most of us who suffer through such illnesses tend to deal with it using bad coping mechanisms such as substance abuse alcohol self harm eating disorders and what not but what we really want to focus over here is that trying to divert our mind in the happy positive place such that the intensity of the negative feeling the dark feeling reduces and you feel okay i made it throughout this day today aaj ka din mein check check box and tomorrow the same things gonna happen by that you could probably learn to play a new instrument you can learn you can pick up a new hobby such as photography or you can take singing lessons or you can learn video editing you can journal you can draw you can write there are so many other things you can that you can do to express yourself in a much more positive manner because at the end of the day substance abuse self harm and eating disorders do more harm than good they give you this illusion that you are in control of every single thing actually no i phrased it the wrong way they give you this illusion that you are in control of what you feel during that particular time but as time passes it becomes an addiction addiction and this is a very difficult cycle to break out and another thing we are always saying please reach out please seek help it's not easy so what i would like to do is that what i would like to say actually is probably talk to a more supportive parent okay i'm not choosing between my parents okay i love my mom i love my dad both of them are like equally supportive but for such issues for talking about emotions i would rather talk to my dad than my mom okay okay i really hope my parents don't listen to this okay but what i'm trying to say over here is that talk to the most supportive parent because my dad was open to me seeking therapy from day one like since the day he found out what was going on i remember the next week itself i remember sitting in this cold place and the ac is like at a really low temperature and the, and, and i'm getting help so by that what i mean is we all need to look for healthy coping mechanisms because i to be honest i don't remember ever telling him ki papa mere ko therapy mein jana hai it's what he observed and he one day is like you know what you're going to therapy that's all no discussion i'm like i don't need it i'm like in denial so what you want to mainly focus on over here is that acceptance awareness growth empathy repeat this is not just limited to depression but for mental illness in general sure we are not mental health professionals but we need to do we need to do whatever we can to our abilities like come on they are professionals for a reason right and the ones who are afraid of seeking help please reach out to someone and you know the one great thing about these suicide prevention hotlines is that you are anonymous they are not going to ask you your name they are just going to ask you about what's going on why do you feel that way they are going to somehow make you stay for stay over here for longer and make sure that you do not do 
then you don't end up doing anything that might harm you and your closed ones Thank you for listening to us and until next time. Bye.